Well, my first ads client, but my first hair client essentially went out of business because we did ended up ended up going, you know, way too fast. Your business at 10K per month looks a whole lot different than your business at 100K per month. And that's essentially what we did in 30 days went from 10 to 100. And the, the logistics and that stuff, it, it broke. So mm. that, that business. They couldn't handle it. That's 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 a testimonial right there. My business <laughs> failed because he brought in too many leads. Hey, what's going on? Is your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most? Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Now back to the episode. And I'm super, super excited to bring on today's guest, Troy, the founder of I Grow Salons. Man, Troy, welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> nah, man, nah, I appreciate you for coming on. You know, it's a Sunday, but, you know, I understand it's, it's business and, you know, it's time to hustle and it's time to get to it. But, you know, one of the reasons why I reached out to you was that I saw your Instagram, man. You were just like your return on ad spend and for a lot of people who don't know what return on ad spend is could you kind of just touch on it a little bit uh it's basically the amount you return for every dollar put in so if you have a like five times return on ad spend every dollar you put in facebook's going to deliver you five dollars back yeah and not to get too complicated uh at first guys but you know i just wanted him to give a little breakdown but before we go into everything can you kind of tell people uh, what it is that you do and how you got there like what what is it that you do i basically teach beauty brands how to you know successfully use facebook ads there wasn't a lot of um, information within the beauty space in general for them to you know market their businesses better especially when you're talking about facebook ads so i use myself and my content as a resource for beginners to you know intermediate also people who don't want to do this themselves i have content and services you know across the board so that's basically what i do my youtube my podcast is centered around facebook ads for beauty brands specifically hair brands and hairstylists um yeah that's pretty much it and the other thing i want to understand is that you're focusing on a niche and i love the fact when people focus on a niche because it's specialization like you go deeper like there's degrees to it you know what i'm saying it's like not just the tip of the iceberg like there's a lot of stuff when you focus on the niche you basically become an expert on that arena. okay awesome now the other thing i wanted brother how do you end up in here like out of all the (laughs) niches there is in the world use in here you know it's funny you were talking about like usually people are just you know lead gen and that stuff like i started in that direction but i wasn't getting any traction Mm. so um in the very beginning of my you know digital marketing career i would i had cbd blogs i was doing seo i was doing lead gen i was doing everything but nothing was really working and i hired a coach and that coach basically had me make a list of like the top 10 industries of my friends and family you know, the majority of them were hair, hairstylists. So it's like you should focus on hair. And um, that's what I ended up doing, focus on hair. My girlfriend actually did hair. She wasn't doing it actively, but she did it in the past. So I'm like, I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable going, you know, market someone else's business and I know nothing about this industry. So I'm like, let me use her as a case study. So she she agreed. Uh, we used like a back room in her parents' house. Uh, I marketed on Google, Facebook ads, organic YouTube. So those three channels are basically start generating, you know, leads for hair. I was doing lead gen for hair, essentially. As the people were coming in, they were asking about hair. Like, do you sell hair as well? So in my mind, like, this is a way to make even more money by doing the same work. So that's when I started looking to the actual hair extensions. Um, Okay, so basically, and that that makes sense now that you said it, because maybe I don't know, like some some guys were like, man, I'm trying to get closer to honeys, man. Like I see, (laughs) you know, like one of them type dudes, but you you kill like a million birds with one stone. (laughs) (laughs) You getting money, you getting honeys around. So no, no, I see what you're talking about, and so to kind of rewind a little bit, because even till today. 
a lot of people don't even know what Facebook ads are. Or like if yeah. they do, they just like, oh, that's that stuff that people do online. That's all, you know, mm-hmm. like they got the like bare skeletons term definition. How did you come across it? Because it seems like now you have some level of expertise. Um, I ran my first Facebook ad maybe back in 2013, 14. Um, and that was just me, you know, going down the rabbit hole of making money online. Like Facebook ads was one of their things. So it was like Facebook ads and affiliate marketing, like using ClickBank. I don't know if you're familiar with ClickBank, but that stuff. Yep. So I think I was sold a knife, and then like the three-week diet, like all of the popular affiliate deals. But I didn't know anything about tracking or anything like that. Like I ran the ads, I got a sale, but since I couldn't track it, I didn't know if I was profitable or not, so I turned it off. Also not even having money to really even do that. So that was my first experience with the ads. Okay. And uh, if you don't mind, I just want to take a little bit of a live for Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Cross-channel marketing. Okay, no problem. Uh, yeah, so awesome. I'm having Troy, you know, founder of iGrow Salons on here. You guys tune in. But, um, and the reason why I asked that is because if you started doing Facebook ads back 2013, 2014, you, you know your stuff because that was when, from what I remember, it was first coming out and people were starting to first really use it and even then people didn't really use it it was like now you see like uh everybody's doing facebook ads like oh yeah the girl down the street she got the facebook ads running you know your mama somewhere in the corner got facebook ads running but i feel like still there's not that it's surface level there's not a lot of um deep level understanding of facebook ads and you know one thing i wanted to ask you was how did it go with your first client like so your first person that you ran the ads on was your girlfriend because she was trying to sell hair what you we ran the ads for the local clients initially Mm. first time knocked it out the park i think maybe 500 in ad spend um and 5,000 back up front in sales not counting all of the back end stuff Okay, okay. That's and this was from zero, like I wasn't making any money. Like this is the very beginning of my, you know, career. So it was big for me. We we gotta break this down because I want people to really understand. You know, if you listen to the Mastermind Your Life podcast, it's about marketing, it's about mindset, it's about entrepreneurship, it's about generational wealth. So again, I'm excited that you're here. And you kind of took so even before you got to Facebook ads, you were doing blogs, SEOs, like you were in the digital, you were like on the online arena. Yeah. Clickbank, like you said. And then the first person that came to you, was it like a client? So this person, was it your girl that kind of referred her to you? Like, oh, you know, he knows how to do that digital marketing stuff. Oh, he got some experience online, like marketing things. Oh, you saying like my first actual client for Facebook ads? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the One Funnel Away Challenge? By oh Russell man, that's Russell. Mark Brunson, right? Russell, Russell Brunson. Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that um, dude is he is like a crack cocaine head when it comes to marketing, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he on this stuff. Um well yeah, he did he did this one funnel away challenge. It was a hundred dollars to get in. And I think I was still like rocky with my digital marketing efforts. So it wasn't really even a lot of money coming in. And I, you know, still learning. So I'm like, for a hundred dollars, you know, why not? So I think the last day of the challenge, it was 30 days. So I did get grab some good information. I think it helped me form my first digital product, but I got a client out of the group. Mm. And he, um, someone just asked like a Facebook ads question and I answered and he DM me. And that's essentially how I closed my first client. And it was crazy because I had been looking for clients for like two years and couldn't <laughs> land one. <laughs> Y'all um, see that. So, how it happened that was that was crazy just you know providing value and how they always say provide value and he dm me and um he had a podcast course and uh we didn't get any results i did help him build his email list uh did help him launch a currently successful facebook uh group so i don't know if the you know the money came back to him now but uh initially we, we were not able to sell courses Mm. But he did gain some great assets with that group because it's super active and he has a pretty big email list. 
Nice. And that's the, the money's in the email list. That's one thing you always hear every marketer saying they're like, oh, yep. you can assign a dollar value over everybody that's in the email list. But uh, for the listeners out there, because I feel as if this episode is going to reach out to a lot of the female entrepreneurs that are running, you know, hair businesses or they want to learn, you know, let's start digging into the meat of that a little bit. And when you look at a hair brand, right? And mm-hmm. it's coming to you, let's say her name is Ashley. She just started her hair brand and she's talking about she doesn't get any sales. Like she's kind of frustrated and she comes across what you're doing. How, how do you approach her? Like, what are some of the tips? What are some of the advice you give her? Like, what do you do to get her from no sales to sales? Um, first thing I look at is, I have them look at is their website to mm-hmm. see if their website already has the ability to convert any traffic, whether organic or paid. Um, so making sure product pages are optimized, FAQs, shipping policy, return policy, exchange policy, product videos. Um, you know, imagine you're sending a salesperson out in the world, they need to be armed with, you know, all of the information someone, you know, may need before making a buying decision. So we need all that on the product page. And for visuals, you want to give, you know, the, the most immersive experiences possible. So that means like HD video, good lighting, up close on the hair so you can see the texture, all of that stuff. Uh, once that's settled, um, then we start looking, at, you know, outside. So things such as content, uh, maybe copy. Uh, usually copy is not too important with the hair. It's mainly your content, stopping them in the feed and using a copy to, you know, target. So um, that's my essential recipe, a website that can convert traffic, good content, and uh, using our copy and our content to do the actual targeting for us. Yep. And content is so important nowadays because people are programmed to consume content at an extraordinarily quick rate. I mean, it's just yep. the transition of internet and technology and media. And it's kind of crazy because uh, even when it comes to us and like helping clients, and I think you probably see this, like some clients, you like, uh-uh, they ain't never going to convert. They got the, uh, the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the content is like pictures that look faded and like it's not yep. engaging. It's like it's dry. Like even they themselves, if they came across their page somewhere else, they wouldn't probably engage with it. And then I they think like I've seen about 80 to 80 percent of the people I deal with are like in that phase and trying to come so do you and we always tell people we're like yo make sure you grab a camera so you can get in studio footage like while you're in the process of doing xyz it can be your homeboy your homegirl with an iphone but you know people need to see that so what are some of the content strategies that you give that you would give Ashley or you would give, you know, whoever it is that is uh, coming to you for uh, service or value? Um, when we're talking like organic, like for your feed, I always say education first. And, you know, that content still can be used for ads. When you're talking like strictly ads and we're trying to sell the, the end result or the look, we want a lot of lighting the head and the hair taking up the majority of the frame um hd 4k if possible and if you can you know have her mention your brand but it literally can be you know a wraparound shot of the head uh 15 10 10 to 15 second video and that's it like i've seen very minimal work in hair i've seen flyers work with just the, the pictures of the bundle and the price um also just you know a head and hair but a lot of light in hd um and that, that works yeah and it's it's interesting that uh you say that because you know i you know the real what's her name the real j uh buddy or something like that she's got the kaleidoscope which is like that uh hair growth oh judy yeah yeah yeah. Ju- yeah big booty judy or something like that yeah. and her content is like a rainbow ex- grenade you know what i'm saying like somebody yeah. a rainbow put it in a grenade and just throw it out there and it's so powerful because 
she's doing rap videos and then it's like polarizing to a degree but you know i feel like a lot of people when they first get in because let's be real man it's kind of competitive nowadays you know what i'm saying because there's some brands that have kind of like mastered that aspect of brand identity quality they're creative and stuff somebody that's kind of coming into that lane or like oh they're trying to get their name out there what what are some tips and strategies that you have for them um i always say niche down and no one really wants to do that so then from there i'm like position yourself as a brand that can educate Mm -hmm. so those are your two options because nine times out of ten you don't have the the eye or the capacity to create this top tier content that your competitors are doing and that's fine but if you can position yourself uh as a brand that educates your audience because 90 percent of the audience in hair is undereducated they don't know anything about these products they just see it on the explore page and they want it Mm. so you can position yourself providing the educational content and i always say you know go to google type in lace front wig or wig or frontal or closure whatever google will give you a list of questions people are asking about these topics and there are your topics for your content you can go live about this yep. save the live chop it up distribute it to all your other social platforms it's the same exact strategy i've used in my business and this yeah. works across any industry that that's smart and we're going to get into that and you know I think people that are potentially interested in hair and selling it are also going to listen to this podcast. So I think I came across a word that said vendor. Vendor is, is like, so, okay, I want to start a uh, brand and I want to sell hair. Like I've seen my cousin, she had like this doll that was just a head mm-hmm. and she had like something like a wig on it. So. I don't mean offend nobody. Like if they're like, yo, that's not what you're supposed to say. Like, ain't I no way? Like, uh, <laughs> like what's the like what's how does this industry work? Like, they're selling hair that is like different colors, different styles. Like, what makes a wig or a bundle? What what makes hair sell? Like, uh, some brands are pushing a lifestyle so if you buy my hair then you essentially have my car and my purse and my house mm-hmm. um, that's deep I like some that. people are after just the quality of the hair so the higher the quality the more expensive so you have synthetic hair you have human hair you have human hair that's blended and then you have like pure like just raw hair like they cut it off one person's head bundled it up wefted it then sold it to you. wow so that's that's about on the highest end. Then same with the wigs. Depending on what the wig is made out of, um, synthetic or this raw hair, you know, that's what's going to determine the quality and the price. Mm. Okay, I got like two sisters, so I know a little bit, but I really don't know. I know that there's something called lace front. Yeah. So the lace front is that's kind of like it blends in or something like that, like. So this means the front part of the wig is uh, like lace. So that's where the name comes from, lace front. So um, you have the ability like to create your own hairline, essentially. Mm. It doesn't have to. It can look like it's coming out of your head versus, you know, maybe your grandma's or your aunt's wig may look kind of bulky. And you can essentially tell immediately that it's a wig. <laughs> so uh, it's bulky. <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the, they coming for you now <laughs> yeah I mean that's a, that's the thing but I mean these girls they, they, they'll they say the same thing but yeah. that, that's what it's about like the more natural you can have it look where you know mm. it doesn't look like a wig the better and that's what a lace front or a full lace will allow you to do that's the essence of it and I think I saw like sometimes they will have that little thing and then they can they can glue it down and I see some people like they put makeup on top of it or something like to to blend it yeah, yeah. blend it even more with your skin uh, some people use makeup or uh, lace tint man it, it, it's deep it, it goes very deep yeah. I didn't know like, any of this stuff like two years ago it blew my mind I didn't know there was such thing as like a best stylist or none right. of that right and now nah, I think that's what makes everything uh, more exciting about it is the fact that when you're talking to somebody 
or uh, especially a client and you can hit them with the lace tint and the this that and the weft or is it the wig with the sewing or you know like different terms that they're like oh okay he know he know his stuff like yeah he's on point yeah. with versus like I, mean, I i don't have the most experience but i, I still keep my ear to the ground i'm in a, a, a close group with a wide range of experience like mm. maybe 10 plus years so I just be in there watching or listening because we'll be on Clubhouse in like our private room and they'll just be talking. So I'm just sitting, I'm just always learning. And they'll maybe looking up to me like, well, as far as the marketing stuff, I ain't gonna say I know the most, most about hair, but I look up to them in that aspect and maybe they're looking to me for the marketing side, but I'm always learning. Okay, so, you know, and I love the fact that you said Clubhouse because already it shows me that your mind is spinning is on to the next thing and is moving now but i also want to talk about your own brand too as well and i remember i liked even before i reached out to you like hey can we uh, hop on this uh, quick interview but i saw that you were posting results you know and that you were just delivering value like ask me questions like this then the third and i saw like when you first started your instagram was it original? Like, did you start that page specifically? I grow salons, or did you? Was it something else? And then, as you niche down, you kind of converted it into I grow salons. No, it it was always I grow salons, but I did pivot uh, maybe two or three times. The last pivot was to the ads, and that was like right when the the pandemic whatever hit, and that's when my business really took off. Wow. Okay. And prior to that, it was just like organic Instagram and, you know, whatever, whatever with that stuff. And I just realized like people weren't really taking action on that stuff. And I had basically gave every single strategy you can use to grow and or acquire a client on Instagram organically. Like I was tapped out. And I also realized with the pandemic, people needed money now. And mm. ads are way faster than organic. Also, it was too many, it seems like too many people were kind of like essentially copying what I was doing or we're in the same space. When I went like ads for hair, like everybody disappeared. It was just me. And so that's, again, that's what my business, you know, went up. Really took off. One thing that I think is interesting is that to that point, I've not seen anybody else. And I don't think I'm like super searching but I have not seen anybody else talk about ads for here. Like, I, I just haven't. Um, I've never seen now, it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you optimize? Like, what are, do you do you run ads to draw potential leads to your Instagram? Like having like maybe a, a Facebook ad that's like a traffic link click campaign, pushing traffic to your Instagram and kind of like to draw in for uh, new oxygen and new people. I, I only run conversion ads, so I don't know. I've been I've been super lucky with with my ads. Like I oh. guess maybe if you want to call it luck. So when I run ads, I may be like selling a digital product. Mm. So as long as that digital product is profitable up front, the back end coaching and done for you ad stuff comes in from the general awareness I'm creating from the ads. Okay. So I get to run my ads for free while getting the high ticket clients and that stuff Smart. as well. Smart. And w this is also going to parlay into you basically doing $600,000 worth of sales of hair, you know, in a year. But, you know, I, I like the fact like your funnel, like how it's built out. So do you offer like uh, a lead magnet or are you doing like that ebook and you're trying to sell them because i saw an ebook for about uh 15 and i was like okay where, where did you see this the the ebook was uh i clicked you know me you i'm like me from youtube uh i did go to your youtube to like research too as well and i saw like how and i read the free ebook where you were talking about like the different types of practices on Google, Pinterest, Instagram, 
Oh, and man. then you, you, it was like, if you want more, and then there was like this yellow ebook that was like $14.99. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I asked because I don't know where those links exist anymore because I pulled them from my Instagram. And I still have people signing up for that free ebook like every day. And I just realized it's from my Facebook group because when they sign up, it gives yep. them that link. So, which, uh, which is smart. I mean, that's the whole thing behind digital marketing is that you basically kind of cast the net out there mm -hmm. and you pull it in and inside that net could be like low offer fish, high ticket fish, clients, you know, this, that, and the third. And the reason why I wanted to ask that is that when you're running these ads, are you running the uh, digital ebook as a sale or are you running the free ebook as like a lead man, uh, magnet? I did. So um, I was running the fourteen ninety nine. That was the first product I ever sold, you know, for the iGrow Salons brand. Wow. And man, I used to be happy when I, I would get like, I was maybe doing like one and a half to two return on ad spend. So, you know, like doubling my money and I, I was happy. Like I would wake up, get my two sales and I'd be good. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that, that was the beginning of it. Um, but I kind of, I don't really push the, that stuff anymore. It's mainly like I have, it was like a $57 digital, um, like a masterclass. So okay. I was pushing that and using that as the filter. I want anybody who's willing to reach in their pocket for $57. I'm not too interested in the free ebook people. Mm -hmm. They don't, they usually don't have money to spend. Yeah. And I use my email, email list now to distribute my YouTube content. So for the views and that stuff and the engagement and maybe later on they trickle down because i do have people who discovered me last year and dming me now like hey i want to do business so they've probably been consuming this stuff slowly but i don't too much focus on it right since i just launched my course now my funnel is almost done so i really have somewhere to point them to some and it's not taking all of my time up yeah. Before I was doing a lot of coaching, so I really couldn't scale like I wanted to. Now I have a digital product, uh, like mid ticket that I can deliver to you automated. Now I'm ready to scale up my content. I'm about to scale it up crazy. Then I'm definitely going to be laying like consistent ads. I always do ads like sporadically, but now we're doing like a solid monthly budget of continuous ads. And, and it's really interesting because what you just uh, laid out now was basically a strategy, like the masterclass it being $57 and in it, I'm assuming that you're kind of breaking down A through Z to a degree of like a strategy of selling hair, how to brand themselves, like what are some of the frequently asked questions that you get all the time and kind of like packaging that, kind of reverse engineering it and packaging it into a solution for them so that after they consume that, they're like, oh snap, like this is a lot deeper than I knew I need to I need to grab hold of him so that, you know, I could kind of because I feel like most clients, they just want to accelerate. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. they they look at you as kind of like that fuel or like that spark plug. Boom. Like, oh, I'm a plug into him. He knows what he's doing. He's going. I might be going 25 miles per hour. But when I hop into his car, I'm going to start going 90 miles per hour. And that's what I want, because I feel like nowadays. Right. <laughs> I, I got a story. I got a story about that. Oh, but yeah, that's what I pride myself. That's what I pride myself on, like the speed. Uh -huh. But um, yeah. I told you about my first ads client, but my first hair client essentially went out of business because we did ended up ended up going, you know, way too fast. Mm. Your business at 10k per month looks a whole lot different than your business at 100k per month, and that's essentially what we did in 30 days, went from 10 to 100, and with the logistics and that stuff, it, it broke. So mm. that business, they couldn't handle it. That's 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 a testimonial right there. My business <laughs> failed because he brought in too many leads. Yeah, I I actually just had a lady do a testimonial for me, and uh, she was like, uh, "Well, I didn't want to be that." You sent sent like she didn't want her business to be in that position where you know you have customers complaining. So she slowly scaled. And me, when I see something repeatable, like my head starts spinning like I can't let it go so I'm literally trying to push it if it's doing 20 let's try 200 or 300 or 500 a month like that business that I referred to that went out of business at the 100k 
it was still like 20 times return on ad spend. So you still had the capacity to like maybe a, a half a million dollars a month easily. Did she ever recover? Like where she, <laughs> did she ever get back on her feet? Or I, I haven't, I haven't really heard from her. <laughs> oh man, that, no, 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 no. that's, I, I think that's interesting to be honest. And now that you said, I was like, they want to hop in your car, do 90, you was like 9,000. That painted so many pictures and videos in my mind. So when they, when these, uh, cause mo in my mind, this is what I'm thinking, mostly black female entrepreneurs that they yeah. either get into the hair business or they've been in the hair business for some months. They see you, they're like, this is the solution to my problems or he's going to take me to the next level. When they DM you, what is, what is that like back and forth like? And then how much do you charge to bring them on? Like, and then after that, what starts happening? But let's focus on like, how's the messages like when they start reaching out to you? Uh, I mean, my, my whole setup is fairly simple. Um, when you DM me and you're talking about me setting up your ads, do you have a 1% or better conversion rate on your store? Are you doing at least 10K per month? If you can answer yes to those two, I send you a link to hop on a call so I can, you know, do a deeper dive into your business. If it looks good, then I'll say, hey, we can work together. Uh, my setup fee currently is 2K. Uh, management is 500 per month, uh, plus 5% of sales generated from the ads. Two, my man, you, you finna get that Royce Royce soon. And you finna have that Rick Ross, <laughs> you finna have the Rick Ross fur jacket. Like, hey, yeah, I, I, I just fun. signed a digital, uh, digital product client within the hair space from, um, from Clubhouse and I ran her ads and they were going crazy. And I'm like, looking at my Rizzo, my, my Rolex coming and all of that stuff. Oh <laughs> man. Like the digital product, I charge 10% mm. or better. But um, I'm like, man, this thing has the potential to, to go. Like return on ad spend is crazy. It's a $99 product. She's been purchasing for $7. Like, and I haven't even did anything. No retargeting, no nothing. And her funnel wasn't even really properly set up. Like there's no upsells, no nothing. It's just like the most basic whatever, but it works. And she has pixel data. And her okay, content so, is top tier. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I was just about to ask because usually whenever you run some kind of ads, I feel like what people will do, they will click on that little image and go see the page of the person. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we're oh, used yeah. to it now. People wanted this. And then, like you said, her content was probably like juicy Jolly Ranches and A1 Steak. You know what I'm saying? And just like, because so, some people's content, like, have you ever gone to a page whereby it has nothing to do with your niche, but the way they selling it and the way their content is just makes you want to like look into that product. Like you, you yeah. even considering pulling out a credit card or debit card and you, you like, you don't even need to use it. Yeah. So what do you notice as kind of like maybe three things that separate highly converting stores from stores that convert at a really low rate the branding <laughs> um most of my clients that i work with they usually have strong brands um and when i really look back last week it seemed like black and white are a thing as far as color mm. clean modern easy to navigate websites um on the low end, so these are higher end. On the lower end, the stores that I work with, they have done consistent results. Uh, it's like pink. Pink is a yeah. common theme. And they are, again, on the lower end of the market. So that may speak to pink being, you know, for a younger girl and the black and white is, you know, for someone older, more refined, you know, like into quality, stuff like that. And so then, even logos are, you know, different. All right. One thing I wanted to ask that kind of popped up into my mind was that, the relationship between uh, black female entrepreneurs and then black females buying that product. How do you think that plays a role into that whole marketing of uh, somebody purchasing a product? What's funny is uh, one of the girls in the group, um, I don't know why I was on their page one day, the clubhouse group that I was referring to, and I was on their page and I went through her, uh, her highlights on her Instagram. And I'm like, I bet you any money, all of her clients look like her. Bill-wise, mm. color, all of that stuff. And lo and behold, I'm clicking through literally twins. So I'm thinking it's if there's a face behind it, they're trying to be like that person. So that's who mm. you're attracting. 
same as the content the content i feel is what's really going to separate you from whoever and attract that specific person that you're looking for yeah that's what it does for me so even in oh go ahead no 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 you said even if I was saying, you know, even in her scenario, like it, I proved my point, like all of the clients look exactly like her. So that's who she's attracting and, you know, nails done, hair done, makeup done, that stuff. Yeah. And they think that by purchasing that hair is going to, I think it's like law of attraction, you know, like who you surround yourself with and like the things that you do will lead yeah. you to people similarly like that. And I think I have noticed that if you look at like the Kim Kardashians and the Ming Lees and like some of these uh, celebrity models and stuff they kind of have some similarities and like qualities that they share and i have noticed that with like um black females you know of course they, their presentation that's one thing i've always said they they know how to brand like if you look at like a mosquitoes or like some of them that are out there mm-hmm. their branding game is like oh it just looked like you could take a post off the feed and just start eating it. You know what I'm saying? Like a cupcake <laughs> or something like that. Uh, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, came to mind is that what have you seen in terms of like younger females that are trying to sell hair and then like those that are maybe in their like 35s to like uh, 45s trying to sell hair? And who do you get the most of that are DMing you? Because I feel like the younger females don't have money, but the meet the little bit older ones do have money, and they are seeing like the success of people on Instagram, and they want to get their thing up and running too. Now here's the thing: um, from 18, let's say the people within the hair space, the owners are 18 to 40, they all have money. I'm talking like seven figures starting at 18 the thing about it i think from 18 to 25 they're not trying to spend it unless it's a watch or a car or a house they don't do too much investing in their business that's one mm. thing i do though. not like that um they're, they're still kind of stubborn they're content okay. and i've been there like you couldn't pay me to invest anything in my first business and even when they try you know i laughed guys off like we were mainly marketing on craigslist and when someone introduced us to seo for 500 dollars a month i'm like why why would i do that it doesn't make sense like i get clients for free so you know that could be the mindset and i experienced that now like some they do maybe a quarter million dollars per year and they could do a million million half two they have but they don't want to you know do the extra work to get there because two hundred thousand is cool <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, what's two million? So I think it's mindset. Yep. The, most of my clients, they're older. That's what I I think the median age is maybe like 35-ish. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's dope that you say that because I think with the explosion of i think there was a forbes like entrepreneur.com they said that the black female entrepreneur is the number one uh race and gender of like the fastest growing like you know business owners just creating businesses and you know back in the day they wanted to get here you would go up to a chinese you know like uh somebody that couldn't relate to your culture to buy hair from it but now you've seen i think i even see i saw a bid or two on upwork for uh people looking for uh facebook ads so that might be a good place for you to kind of like post your services or something like that but uh for hair specifically and the thing i've started noticing is that you know if they're getting this much money and they come to you what what is like do you feel like is the the pressure that you get from them when they come to you because they're already making some level of money but then when they see you like and they start interacting with you like what kind of what what do you feel as if their expectations of you are more (laughs) oh man welcome to america i don't don't brand myself (laughs) this way but i view myself this way like you're already doing your thing and you layer me on top like my job is to scale 
and push and help you navigate scale. Not mm -hmm. like logistically, but on, you know, the marketing side, lifetime value, email, that stuff. And, you know, that's what I do because I have experience, like probably like all of my clients, I'm moving faster than they're trying to move. They're still trying to understand how this stuff is working. Like I literally have clients probably make, you know, $75,000 and they're like, well, how much did I spend? Did I make any money? Like, they're <laughs> still like, you know, confused about the whole process. Yeah. They just wow. know that, you know, I have the ability to go out and get more sales. So that's what they're like buying into. And something that you alluded to earlier that I know is hot on people's mind is Clubhouse, man. Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Th these rooms, they be having all kinds of crazy rooms like uh, cash at me for some wet, wetty, some sticky, <laughs> wetty or something like that. To rooms talking about how to create generational wealth and like multimillionaires and so what kind of rooms do you suggest that uh people that are getting into the hair business or want to expand or grow what kind of rooms do you suggest that they get into um i would i would follow me then see when we go live i think we had the most valuable room on clubhouse nice um like honestly like i've been in you know the grand cardones you know maybe gary v he's on the passage general stuff but you know these big players they just in there talking about private jets and stuff. Like yeah. You talking about actionable value? Yeah. It's, it's our room because, like I said, we have a range from five figures per month, um, you know, and up to like some solid, you know, seven figure potential businesses. And me, I have all of the insight into you know six and seven figure businesses. So we have a wide range. I think it's like maybe seven or eight of us. And we like some of them are YouTubers, so they generate traffic and business from YouTube, organic. Some of them are influencers, some of them have audiences. So it's a wide range of talent and experience. So I think hair, hands down, is us. Gonna be us. Man, y'all sound like some Power Rangers up in there, man. I'm telling you, like, they're, they're messaging now, but like, it's a wide range. I even have someone, I don't wanna say I'm experimenting with her, but she, she's on, she uh, won like my free coaching. So I'm giving her all of the strategies people ignored that I've been giving away for free, but she's taking action on it. So I'm super like invested into watching this, you know, unfold, but she's basically, you know, creating one long form of piece of content on Instagram and using YouTube and Facebook and all the other channels to distribute that content and being consistent. That's where most people in this business fail. They show up when they want to, she shows up every day. Man, well, everybody you, should show up. <laughs> you hit it on that, that consistency, and it's awesome that you said that because that plays a major role. Like, if you just fall off the face of the map and nobody can find you, nobody can see you, out of mind, out, out of sight, out of mind, they're not gonna yeah. buy from you because it's like they you can't pop. Hey, you're not uh uh, because the person who's showing up in their face every day is the person they're gonna buy from. I mean, we kind of approaching the last 15 uh, minutes or so of the interview, but man, thank you for, you know, dropping these gems and jewels, especially I for you. Nah, these, uh, they, they need it because I feel a lot of times it's kind of sad when you see that entrepreneur that has been like running around in circles for like years. And if they had just plugged into the right course, it would have been like their momentum going up and they would have been building more traction and, you know, building more of like, um, business that's actually delivering value to society but making better in their life that quality of life and uh giving them more options as to how to navigate what yeah. is some of the um the biggest hurdles that you have to overcome like when you deal with clients like yo i told you you gotta like you gotta do this or like oh i gotta say this again like i've been told last eight clients to do this nobody wants to listen um really setting expectations i just made a, a story post about this yesterday because i had someone who like signed up for my coaching you know she was complaining about not getting results and i, I know i guess that maybe that essentially falls back on me not fully and i don't even want to say i don't fully because I, all my content is you know telling you you know what to expect but this was maybe like the second time something like that happened and I also had someone last week asking if my course had a guarantee. So really, you know, and I think that all comes back to mindset. 
So I guess, you know, making more mindset style content so I don't run into those issues. But, you, you know, you should know in business, there are no guarantees. They are. I think and, I did see that post. He was like, don't ask me for no guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> Man, because it, it, it really irks me. And I feel it's extremely disrespectful because you didn't ask any other man who you ran into when getting into this business for a guarantee the man who sold you this hair the man who sold you this logo whatever you didn't ask any for guarantees but when it comes to me why do i need to provide you a guarantee and you know how ads work if your ads work at ten dollars per day they're probably gonna work at a thousand dollars per day mm. and at a thousand dollars per day you probably have a million dollar business on your hands how do i sell you how do i you know exchange or you exchange 700 dollars to me for me delivering you a guaranteed million dollar business it doesn't make sense right so you know it's more you know really further explaining what it is that i do you're getting my time not necessarily results the only person who's paying for results are my clients i do offer a guarantee for my done for you clients Mm. because I've done my due diligence okay. and I'm fairly certain since I've seen all of this content is good website can convert branding is good if I lay your ads on top you're just going to get more of what you already been getting that's right because so that's what I offer guarantees for awesome awesome that's uh beautiful and you know nowadays I think one of the things we set up recently was like a membership site where they pay $60 per month these are for our clients that are like music marketing and like artists and labels and managers. And they're able to be going uh, two weekly live Q and A's. And uh, we're about to turn on this like automated webinar via webinar jam connected to ClickFunnels, which is a landing page. So, you know, that way it's like autumn is continuous even as we're sleeping. But, you know, some of like, uh, let me let me change the video layout a little bit but you know i want to go to a little bit more of a, like a, a quick fire round you know as we kind of go into some of the last what what are the three biggest uh pet peeves from you know people that are uh, hitting you up right now uh the, the guarantees is going to be the biggest um not willing to listen mm-hmm and I mean, I guess that's the only two I can think of. Those are the two that like stand out. People, they'll yeah. come to you for the advice, they'll do the coaching, but it's like, they want to do what they want to do anyway. I'm like, well, you know, what you've been doing hasn't been working. Got and it. you paid me for advice and you still don't want to do it. And then the guarantee. So that's the, the most common things that I see. It's this guarantee. Yeah. Self-doubt, I think is on it. It's like, they don't think they can actually pull it off. So they yeah. want you to be the one to help them pull it off. But at the end of the day, all the action has to come from there and taking the instructions that you give them. And then when they carry it out, you as a coach, as an expert can be like, all right, make it angle it like this little 90 degrees right here and then do this to it. But they got to be action takers. Like, I, I yeah. OK, so next question I have for you is uh, most horrible client experience. Like you was like, I don't, I don't even want to see, I, never again. <laughs> Most horrible. Um, I want to say the, the lady that triggered the post yesterday, but um, mm. prior to that, someone did a chart. They did my coaching and they did a chargeback on it. Oh, and man. she faulted me. So basically, Facebook had um, they were rejecting her ads. And for some reason, she blamed me for that. <laughs> and, uh, or she made it, you know, made it up in her mind that she was going to blame me for that. So that's what allowed her to feel comfortable with doing the chargeback. And I'm like, you know, you use the service. And in reality, you literally could have hit me up and said, hey, can I at least refund the remaining uh, coaching calls? Because she did have two left. Can I refund the remaining two? Which I would have been fine with but it's like she was trying to be sneaky and i like in the hair business there's a lot a lot of fraud and things of that nature yeah. so i'm like you know 
that's going to come back to you because you're the type of person that does this to other business owners. So I'm guaranteeing like, you know, this is going to happen to you eventually. Exactly. Exactly. Karma is going to come back. Okay. So you're done for you is $2,000 a month. And then the plus the five or 10%. Well, 2000 to set up currently. And it's 500 per month plus 5% of sales. Plus 5% of the sales. Okay. And then the coaching is, is that like they pay hourly for that? The coaching was 1500 for 30 days, but uh, I kind of swapped the coaching out for the course. So the course comes with two weekly group coaching calls. So it's kind of like you still get personalized help, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm trying to automate myself out of, you know, the, the whole process. Okay. The number one tip you can give to somebody getting into the hair business. Um show up every day every day regardless of you don't know what the post if you don't know what the post go live do q a talk about yourself talk about your business but show up every day as you show up every day you want to learn different things about the industry your business you your audience and that's going to help you truly position yourself and brand yourself and you know get in front there right group of people that you're looking for awesome awesome now why should they come to you like in your elevator pitch or kind of like, you know, you just walking down the street, you're going to McDonald's and somebody's kind of like, hears you talking to somebody else about here and she stops you and asks you what you do. Like she might need some help with that. If you're already getting sales and you want more sales, come to me. <laughs> I do not work oh. good with startups. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I do I, have a I, bunch of free content for startups on my YouTube, my podcast, my Instagram. I, I have a, I have you. I got you. But I work best personally with people who are already getting consistent sales and they want more. Nah, that's awesome. And I think that speaks to the fact of you already know because the startups that's the most rocky stage that stage Man. is ratchet it's <laughs> ghetto it's ugly that's that's the stage where you got they got to survive you got to survive yeah. out of that stage and transform i don't want to be there with you because <laughs> they're going to be taking the shots at you like any frustration yep. they have they pin it on you okay no, um okay uh what what are like shops, you know what they say, businesses usually fail in like the first five years. And then like 80, I think they said 80%, like in the first five years or something like that. The ones that you've seen that have last five years or longer, what are some of the things, like, like what are the three things that you notice about them? Consistency. If mm. you look at the Judy or the Skittles or whoever we talked about earlier, I don't think yep. any of those girls have probably ever taken a day off. And um, that's what it boils down to. In my first 365 days, I averaged 1.4 posts per day. I showed up mm-hmm. every day, live stories, newsfeed content, as well as creating YouTube content. So I showed up every day on multiple platforms. So I think that's what really worked best for me. That that literally helped me understand my audience. It helped me mold my business because in the beginning, I was just posting. I didn't realize my audience care more about mindset tweets versus the strategies to actually you know get you some sales most people in business lack mindset all of the strategies are there but what a lot of people try to do is they try to hack it or they try to pay their way in without Mm. changing mindset so I think it all boils down to mindset. I don't know if you listen to Gary Vee, but he said the same thing. At the beginning, all his content was strategy, but no one was doing it. Then you realize it was mindset. So when he's, and that's interesting that you say that, because I feel as if people would want to run away with the strategy, like, oh, I got a bag. I got the strategy. I'm about to go implement it and get my sales up. But now you're, you're saying that you realize when you talk about like, I know a strategy like even Gary Vee preaches this a lot is like it's a long term game. Like, don't think yeah. overnight you're just going to wake up. You, your Shopify store is like lit and you're just getting sales, you know, left, right out the bazooka. Like it's a long, it's like a, it's a grind. And there's a lot of like fit setbacks and like one step forward, three steps back, two steps back. Like those people like that are on the verge of like giving up or like they're not really seeing the success they want to see initially like what are some tips that you give them or like how you convince them to stay in the in the game to stay in that arena um that, that's going to boil down to passion 
if you don't, you know, wake up with this on your mind and go to sleep with this on your mind, then it's probably not for you. So I would, you know, reassess and see, am I truly passionate about what I'm doing? And that's one of the, the things that's, you know, bad within the hair space is a lot of people look at this as like low hanging fruit. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. the majority of the people within here are African-American girls um, in this hair. And, you know, just that, like, oh, I can compete. Like, man, these girls are savvy, like killers. Like, yep. they're not really they anything to play with. And that's, they view it as, you know, these are beginner business owners and things like that. Like, no, these girls came here for real. They're passionate about this. They want to get their mama up out of poverty, whatever the case is. So they doing this for real. And you came to do this for play. And that's why you're not seeing any results. Woo, preach back. And I looked at it. I looked at it that way as well. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I came in, I'm like, you know, I'm a marketing master. Sure, throw up the website and Instagram. Nothing. It's way more. It's a this this game is wide. It's a lot of people in it. It's a lot of competition. A lot of girls making a lot of noise. Got a lot of attention, and you have to compete for that attention. You do. It's a game of competing for attention, especially here in the States, whereby you see like people with the craziest like marketing strategies. And I think one thing I've noticed is that if you try to do too many things at once, it kind of like it dilutes, it waters down like the potency of your strategy. But if you just focus, I've known like especially when they're young and they get into it and they just focus on that. They start coming up with these ideas and these strategies like i feel like we're, we're in our 20s uh 30s like so we still got a lot of that energy um and the thing that i wanted to ask really was what's the what's the how's it evolving man like how's the the hair industry like with the connected to marketing and you know social media how's it how's it evolving like who have you seen that's kind of like leading the charge um I think the end all be all within this space is going to be Judy because how that brand like carries her and now she's you know it seems like all you know the great entrepreneurs they have their their thing but they end up in like real estate or investing mm. or something like that and she that's unfolding like right in front of your eyes how she's taking the money and making so much money from the beauty stuff she has to protect it in real estate yeah. and she's showing you that and just that alone, you don't know the ins and out, but if you see that and she's black, maybe I can do it too. So now a lot of these girls are like, let me make a lot of money with this thing that I'm doing and transition to something where I can really own something, own land, own, you know, the, 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 the houses, whatever. It's smart because when you look at, and that's one thing I like about, you know, the positive aspect of social media is that there's a because back in the day it wasn't cool to be smart you know what i'm saying yeah. like if you were smart you was kind of looking like man shut up like what you talking about like all that <laughs> but now if you're smart i think but what it is especially with like you know our culture is that they got to see whatever you're doing is making money like if yep. you see whatever is the truth like if you go on these pages like it's either you're entertaining so you, like you can make me laugh you just I know I soon like uh what's his name like Mike and you know DC Young Fly all of them and the 85 show and all of them but mm -hmm. then if you out here making money like so you start seeing like the vending machines the Airbnbs the hair you know especially in our culture it's kind of like oh like there's these like certain groups that people kind of fall into like I don't hear too much about like startups like uh like VC or like you know stuff that's advanced like venture capitals yeah. but you see a lot of like real estate i'm noticing that or like stocks like the chris johnson's or like the investor this thing with um uh option trading option trading yeah <laughs> yeah so that's where i learned a lot of the stuff too because i'm like man like when when somebody's extremely consistent it's like okay like you start seeing like some of the mindset behind it and you're like all right let me just start with what i got and work my way up it's kind of like they set that bar you know what i'm saying like yeah. okay and you know one of the one of the things that you know i wanted to ask you that i thought was interesting was that where, where do you see yourself kind of evolving as far as like okay right now you have this brand and you've kind of like poured energy and life into it to the point whereby 
you're able people real people are like reaching out to you they're working with you and like you you building out like a more advanced automated funnel and all of that goes back to you as the creator of the engine and of the service where do you see it taking you or where do you see you evolving to in the next uh like this is 2021 uh i mean honestly where my head is now um I want to take the company to a million dollars a month with the ad stuff. Come on, man. Speak it into existence, man. <laughs> From there, I really want to practice business on the highest level. Like, this is still like the ground for me. Um, definitely want to get in, involved in some software stuff. Um, I'm in a group coaching for like YouTube, but he also is into software and he just opened up a mastermind on how to use what you're doing now to transition and use that money to fund your software stuff, how to hire out for that. So that's where I'm really looking to, uh, having some type of software as a service company and really taking this, you know, to the grandest level. Like I don't, I don't, you know, engage in doing small time stuff. I always feel somebody's coming for you. So, you know, if I get content with this, someone else is gonna do Facebook ads for hair brands. <laughs> so I'm, you know, always pushing, trying to scale this up, you know, as, as wide and as far as possible. Nah, man, and I, I'm excited to hear that because not all brothers have like a, like you obviously have like a growth mindset and you're talking about software as a service, which doesn't require, it's like automated. It's like software as a service is like one of the most automated kind of like businesses there is because once yeah. you set up A through Z, you just have to have customer service and you can kind of chill and that's picking up funds by itself. But, you know, and kind of like some of the last points and uh, it's kind of like masterminders that are out there, you know, if if you're interested in here, you're interested in maybe you got like a sister, a female cousin, somebody out there that, you know, they're in the hair business or they've been talking to you about the hair business. Definitely, you know, reach out to Troy, you know, I grow salons. It, I know people are going to listen to this. Uh, I'm going to be promoting it for sure. And like I kind of already told you, I'm a create some like assets or like you know some of those little uh pictures and things like that so that uh you can put it on your ground as well but um brothers that don't have that that fixed that don't have that growth mindset like how do you kind of try and spark that growth mindset in people it might not just be brothers sisters too as well you know what i'm saying so that they can start thinking in terms of i need to create a business i need to hustle you ready for the secret <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way you're laughing already got me on the, the, the toes of my feet. Hey, I've been trying to figure this out my whole life. It's the showmanship. It's me showing it to you. Like I've been telling for my, like my entire life, talking. I'm like, why won't people listen? For some reason, I have to do everything the hard way. So it's easy for me to tell you about this. It's going to take a little bit of the time for me to show you. So as I was telling, I was also working on the back end. So now it's starting to come to light and people are, you know, like kind of taking this stuff serious. Like, you're going, what do you mean you're going to make money online? People still don't really understand, like within my family don't understand what I do. That's true. Until you pop up with a silly stuff, like a car or a Mercedes no. or a house, that silliness, that's oh, when you it's done it now. He don't done it now. Man, I'm trying to learn it too. Um, so that's what it boils down to showing it you know i've been i've been in that position you know once before like prior to this i used to sell cell phones they heard about the money but when they saw it that's when it became real not everybody wants to you know sell cell phones so i'm pretty sure in a year or two everyone wants one we want to do podcasts and ads and do something online because i do have a lot of people within my family in position but mindset wise they don't have that spark to get started Mm. they haven't i mean we drive a toyota so <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's too impressive and one thing i love about it that i'm seeing like uh some of the the real tests like there's so many instagram accounts but some of some people have really mastered the strategy of having an online business and they're just eating off of it and i ain't saying like that's all it is to it because it's, uh, it's impact generational wealth vision better quality you know setting an example for other people but it's just interesting to see the evolution of how you can be intentional still create a life that you enjoy but then it's bringing you massive amounts of funds 
massive amounts of wealth and you're able to break generational curses or you're able to be like, yo, I was the first multi or millionaire in my family and, 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 and this is how I went about doing it. So, man, you know, it's, reached, it's basically the end of the Mastermind Life podcast. Man, you know, uh, if there's anything that you want to shoot out there, you know, promote yourself, your your links, your Instagram, go ahead. Uh, yeah, my Instagram is I Grow Salons. My YouTube, I Grow Salons. Everything I score Salons, Pinterest, podcasts, um, Twitter, TikTok. Um, our group is Facebook ads for hair brands, wig makers, and hairstylists on Facebook. So if you're you know interested in joining that group, you can check that out there. But yeah, my main hub is Instagram. I go live there the most, you know, hours of content, live content per week. Um, that's my main hub. So you need to get in contact with me. Feel free to reach out to me and DM. All right. Awesome. All right, my masterminders. This is Troy from Agro Salons. If you're in the hair business, get at him ASAP. I'm going to end the broadcast right now. Until next time, masterminders. Hey, I appreciate you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast. Again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. And blow up my inbox, man. I need to hear your suggestions, feedback, people I need to interview next, topics I need to cover. Again, I appreciate all y'all. And while you're at it, you might as well go to Apple and drop that review. Let's get it. Rah.